Legacy Maker, the All Sports Network, presents a Sertoba Media production where the struggle is real to be awesome. Five, four, three, two. The wait is over. Are you giving it to Dale Earnhardt Jr. because he piggybacked off of his dad's name? Because the only difference is because there was a junior at the end and not a senior. Yes, yes, and okay. because and because and because the, 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 the fact is, point where, oh my <laughs> God, I had Miami Heat winning last night. I was, I was upset too when they lost. This with you because of the fact of what you get your popcorn ready. It's time for the in or out sports debate with your hosts. James Brown of the Legacy Maker Sports Network and Drew Willingham. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of the In or Out Sports Debate. I am your host, Drew Willingham, along with this week's special and returning guest. He is another member of the Legacy Maker Sports Network, one of my brothers here, and also returning from episode 19. He is Champagne Jimmy. He is James Brown. James, welcome back to the show, my man. What's going on, man? You know, another week back. Glad to be here. Got another exciting episode out there for everybody tuning in. You know, I can't wait, man. Let's get to it. You are definitely right about that. And and we've got a great one, a great set of five topics ready to rock for this episode 28. And we were just talking about it beforehand. 12 episodes so far in the month of July for the Inner Out Sports Debate, starting with episode 17 with Darrell and working our way on through. we got a double debate one tomorrow, but before we get to that, we need to acknowledge what we always do. We have to go into the Vault of Fame. Acknowledge me. And here in the Inner Out Sports Debate Vault of Fame, we acknowledge the previous participants in the previous episodes from the beginning on to now. The legend Rob Johnson, 1 through 11 at the beginning. Episode 12, Tyrone Montgomery Jr. Episode 13, Corey Mann, one half of the Undisputed Champions. Episode 14, the independent legend, professional wrestler, Greg the Golden Boy Anthony, here for episode 14. Episode 15, Tyrone Montgomery Jr. returned for an all-NBA edition. Episode 16, Brian Snow of the Snowman in the Morning show came in here for a special Snowman in the Evening edition. The Snowman of the Morning with Cole Johnson was here for episode 16. Episode 17, former Mr. Rollback of Walmart and LMSN program director Darrell Owens was here for episode 17. Episode 18, we have Brian H. Waters of the Wrestling Realm here to discuss a lot of wrestling and some football as well. Episode 19, my man who is right here with me today, Mr. James Brown, was here on a clutch save for Mr. Paul Schofield, who could not be here that day, who gave me about four hours notice. It was a family emergency. We give him slack, but hell, James was here to fill in the slack for that episode 19. Then we roll into episode 20. Well, Leigh Akenso was here for episode 20, the son of the golden boy, Greg Anthony, Xander Anthony here for episode 21 for an all NBA edition 2.0 as he is a kid NBA historian here for that episode 21 episode 22. The other half of the undisputed champions with Corey Mann is Wally was here for episode 22 to discuss a lot of wrestling episode 23. Speaking of the one you subbed in for it there at episode 19 there, James 
Paul Schofield was here for episode 23 to finally take back his episode and get his points across. Episode 24, we had the return of Corey Mann, who was here to stake his claim back from episode 13. Episode 25, we had the other participant, the other co-host of the Commonwealth Sport Talk with Lamont Thomas listed down below. Joe Diller Jr. was here for episode 25. The other half of the Quimby connection of the Legacy Maker Sports Network, BCQ, Becca Cottingham Quimby was here for episode 26, an all NASCAR edition here last week for an all episode edition. Then we had, just like said previously, Lamont Thomas was here earlier this evening at 5.30. He was here for episode 27. And tomorrow... We have got another double debate day, but it's double debate Tuesday here tomorrow evening. We have episode 29, Jarrell Owens and Jeremiah Quimby join me tomorrow evening here on the inner out sports debate for the first ever trios edition. Then tomorrow as well, following that at 8 30 PM Eastern, we have our second professional wrestler to join the inner out sports debate. Ellis Pollard of the local Richmond, Virginia area is here to discuss the independent scene as well as the professional scene. And you can check this all out. On the Inner Out Sports Debate Facebook page, as well as the Legacy Maker Sports Network page on Facebook. You can check it out on as far as clips on the Legacy Makers and the Inner Out Sports Debates Instagram pages as well. Lately, we have been having some success with the Inner Out Sports Debate on TikTok. Check that out as well if you have this and you want to check this out on this handle right here. Twitter and Twitch as well. So, guys, you have plenty of options as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and as well as other podcast listening sites out there that you can listen via anchor fm now but today this right now this other half of the double debate monday it is james brown champagne jimmy back here for episode 28 and i know that was an earful man i am so sorry that took me a minute but i have to give acknowledgement to the previous participants just like yourself with the vault of fame because guys you got to go back and check out these episodes they are straight up gold just like this gym we're gonna have for you tonight james what do you got to say about all that man you know i'm just honored to be a part of it man we've had a lot of great episodes had a great run so far like you said the month of july i've been pumping out that content man i'm just looking to keep it going i love it i love this team whatever we can do to to contribute to to help the growth the pandemic has been knocking us straight into you know what and we need to find a way to build back up and whatever i can do creativity Creative-wise, and with my show and with my mind with this, I'm going to bring y'all along for the ride as long as y'all are willing and able and having the fun along with me to do some episodes as we go into this next football season. But with that, we got some basketball to talk about, James. With with this, and especially about a team that you definitely know well, the Chicago Bulls. Let's take this into round one and, and see what we got in store for round one. Round one. You know, here with round one, the Bulls need to make at least one more big move this offseason to help Zach Levine and the rest of their offense. How do you feel about this, James? Are you in or are you out on this? I'm out. So, yeah, man, like I said, I'm out. I don't believe the Bulls have to make another big move this offseason to help come in show up that offensive for their team. I mean, we saw last season, man, Chicago had a great run starting the year out up until injuries came about. I mean, when you had Lonzo Ball, Devine, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Vucevic was playing well, all those guys all together when they were healthy, even Caruso coming off the bench, Chicago had a solid unit. 
what we saw once injuries started to pile up, once Ball was pretty much done for the year, Caruso was in and out of the lineup, we saw the team kind of start to fall apart around the guys that were left. I mean, DeMar DeRozan carried this team for like a good chunk of last season where he was just out there, you know, with a hobble Levine, guys falling all around him. So, you know, they just need to stay healthy and hope that, you know, the young guys they have coming along are developing and that they're the pieces that they need to help move forward, man. We're talking about guys like AO that they drafted last year, Patrick Williams, a guy who can come in, help establish himself, possibly even as a starter this year or even a good rotational piece, along with the first-round draft pick this year, Dalen Terry, man. So Chicago's got to work on developing those young guys, keeping everybody healthy, and we could possibly see them do even bigger things this year in the East. I I definitely would have to agree with that as well. I'm out on this too. They got Billy Donovan, the coach, who's only been there for now his third season, and I feel like Oklahoma City didn't build a good enough team around him to give him enough supporting cast to actually give him a chance to really win. Once Westbrook and and Durant, you know, departed, you know, when he first got there, it was like, you know, things felt started falling apart. And it wasn't all on Donovan. It was just the guys that we're seeing later on with Durant and Brooklyn and Westbrook with now all the teams that he's gone to in the years that he's played. Uh, it's, it's been it's been terrible. But with us both going out, we both unlocked this first installment of Man, the swag of Bishop Bullwinkle never gets old every time we get to have him here on the Inner Out Sports Debate. James and I are both out on this with the Chicago Bulls. They don't need to be making any big moves. They got Lonzo, like you said. They, they locked in uh, Zach Levine with the contract. They need to keep drafting well and keep building their talent with them. But if Billy Donovan keeps having the reins and, and the control over the team that he should have had with the Thunder and, and the, the help with the talent all along with him being there, we could see him finally go from being a national champion in college to being an NBA champion at some point within the next half decade if he plays his cards right. I mean, I'd love to see it, man. You know, get another one. Bulls haven't raised one up since Jordan left. You know, they could get another one done. Levine and those boys bring it home. I'm all for it, man. I I think it's definitely possible. You know, I'm not going to go in and say that it's going to happen right now. But, you know, it, it'd be foolish to think about that right now. But at least, you know, playoff berth, advance to the next round. Uh, oh, definitely. Doing something respectable. I feel like we could we could see that with the Bulls. But, definitely, uh, you definitely. know. Speaking of some things to see respectable, we got a pretty interesting one here for round two with the Atlanta Falcons take. Round two. And here with round two, you know, somebody who's now made a lot of big moves in the past five seasons. He's been on five five teams in five different seasons. Now with the Atlanta Falcons, do you feel like the Falcons defensive tackle Vincent Taylor will have a bounce back season, James. What is your take on this? Are you in or are you out on this? Again, I'm out. I mean, like you said, Vincent Taylor, I mean, he's been a guy so far, has been a little bit of a journeyman, been on four or five teams the last four or five seasons. He's been in the league. And even in Atlanta, they're giving him a second chance, but I really don't know how he really fits into this defense from a scheme perspective and even from a standpoint of where on the depth chart he ranks. I mean, if you're trying to play him at nose tackle, 
I mean, we had a guy last season, Anthony Rush, that came in under new defensive coordinator Dean Pease, who actually got some run towards the end of the season and put in good minutes, started to learn how the defense how the defense flows, runs through him, being that nose guard in the middle, plugging it up, making sure the stuff that run, and then also being able to penetrate the pocket a little bit to generate somewhat of a pass rush in Atlanta. So for Vincent Taylor, I mean, he's got a long road ahead of him if he's hoping to at least make this team and even a longer road if he's hoping to start and possibly put in some minutes and some burn this upcoming season, man. And unfortunately, I mean, I just don't see it. But, you know, that's why they play the game. You know, he's got to get out there just like everybody else. Got to put in the work. We'll see what happens. You're absolutely right. I am 100% in on this with your statement, but I am out with this statement itself. I 100% agree with you, man. And before I get into the cold hard facts, you got to take into some laughter about it. Hell to the no, to the no, 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 no. Hell no, no, to the no, no. Yo, we're already starting this episode out hot. We're both first topics. We both are out and we get some Bishop Bullwinkle love here before we even get halfway through. So that's great. But no, like with Vincent Taylor here, his fifth team in five seasons, he's had, he's been plagued by injuries. It looks like he hasn't been taking care of himself. And it's just, it goes to show that mental health is very important and, and how preparation is key. If you're not taking care of yourself, I'm not going to put you as bad as like Jamarcus Russell status when he was there or anything. But just the point is, if if you're not taking care of yourself, it, it shows. And even with this picture, I'll even I'll even pull it back up, James. With this picture here, even he looks a little bloated in the picture. I mean, he's he's a bigger dude. Um, I mean, defensive tackles are bigger. They got to you know get through the holes and and get to the guy. But I mean, he just looks like he's a bigger dude here. He needs to take a little bit a little better care of himself. And that could be a factor. We may be hearing this more when he retires. He could be saying something along the lines of, if I would have taken care of like myself like Shaq has done, even though Vincent, this guy, this guy right here is nowhere even close to Shaq comparison. But Shaq even said himself, if he would have taken better care of himself, and he said this after he retired, he could have gone on to one another championship or two or even been a greater player than what he was if he would have taken better care of himself those first 10, 12 years he was in the league. So – who knows? We, you know, when it comes to uh, stuff like that, or, or Vincent Taylor, and it, time will only tell. He may have a bounce back season. Marcus Mariota. Who knows? I don't know. But this team, this team has got some some rough bumps ahead. I think in, in preseason. I don't know about the actual season, but preseason will tell. But I think the first game or two is going to be a little bumpy for you before we actually get an idea of what this season is going to look like after seeing a couple, a couple preseason games. So, but you never preseason know, doesn't I mean, matter though. Well, that's why we play the game. Get these guys in camp, get them in shape, see what happens, man. No, you're absolutely right. We we've gotten through two rounds so far, and we've we've had some great topics, and we've got a great one for round three coming up. But before that, James, we do have some breaking news we gotta go over. <laughs> My man, you're going to be a part of this too, so get ready. The breaking news is this. Next week, two special days, we're going to have five volumes of the best of the 1 through 25 episodes, the Inner Out Sports Debate. We will have the best round per episode showcased in these episodes. So episodes 1 through 5, the best round of each one will be at 6 o'clock p.m. on Monday. Second one will be 6 through 10 at 7 o'clock p.m. same night. 
followed by a trifecta of the third one in the same evening at 8 o'clock p.m. for episodes 11 through 15. James Brown will be appearing the next day at 7 o'clock p.m. for the Volume 4 edition. 16 through 20 episodes will be on that one. And the final one, the fifth volume that will be released that Tuesday, the second one of that day, will be 8 o'clock p.m. for episodes 21 through 25. I'm definitely excited about that one. I, it was fun to put that together. It is already produced, ready to rock. Just got to sh- just got to set it up for broadcasting live on those two days. So thank you guys for all of you, um, Rob, for the first chunk of them for one through eleven, and all of you who came in to be the special guests throughout all these different ones. James, you included back for the second one today, and we'll acknowledge that here again at the end. But again, you guys can check them all out on these handles right here on these different platforms. Right now, we do have another big round to go into. We have round three to go into, and this one where we get to talk about the favorite sports movie of all time and the best one. Let's go into round three. Round three. Here with this one, James. This one's a special one. Remember, the Titans should be considered as the greatest. Sports movie of all time. Fans, what do you think? We're almost at the midway point. The mid, the middle mayhem, the medial mayhem is going to be here after this round. What do you think? Do you guys think that the Remember the Titans should be considered as the greatest sports movie of all time? James, what do you feel about this? Are you in or are you out? I'm in, man. I mean, definitely, man. I'm in. I mean, how could you not? Hold, remember the Titans up there as one of the greatest of all time. I mean, from the acting to the story itself, and you know, a bit of a homer take, but you know, it took place here in Virginia, up at TC Williams, up in Northern Virginia, man. But I mean, it's a great story, and it also happens to involve a game that we all love, football, and it involves sports. But just the story itself, bringing men together from different walks of life to come together to accomplish a common goal of being perfect out there on that field. I mean, that's a movie that you can take so much away from, not only from a sports perspective, but how we should go about living our lives as individuals as well, man. So great story, great acting. I mean, I hold it up there as one of the highest, man. So I'm in all the way. I like your take and everything. I I, I disagree, and you'll see why here in a second. With everything you said about being in Virginia and the story and everything behind it, I love the movie. It's in, it's in my top three of all time. I really wanted to put this at one. However, I have to disagree. I'm going out. I've got Remember the Titans at three. And I remember back in eighth grade, because it was the year 2000. That's how old I am. I was in eighth grade back then. And we got to watch Remember the Titans in one of our classes, in our history class, or civics class, something like that, for like two or three days. Or it was broken down to where we could watch 40 minutes. It was, And I fell in love with it. I didn't get to go to the movie theater and see it, but I remember reading about the story and stuff, you know, growing up being a sports buff, even as a young kid. And it was, it was one of my favorite movies of all time. But if I were to say the greatest sports movie of all time, I got to go with A League of Their Own with the way they, they showed the the women's sports filling in for a while. The men were at war back in World War II um, and how that basically took place of the MLB and, and kept baseball alive um, for that short period of time. Tom Hanks and the other uh, actors and actresses in that movie made that movie. Uh, number two, I'm sticking with baseball as well. Um, Bull Durham. Bull Durham is, is my number two. 
uh, just because you get to see uh, the the minor league system and just Kevin Costner and the other actors and stuff in there within that movie. I believe that's too. I got remember the Titans at three. Um, Field of Dreams at four, even though it's not really like a sports team movie, but you know it's still um, the the story, the story behind that. And then I got to go Friday Night Lights at five. So um, that's that's if I were to have a quick top five off the top of my head, I didn't even write this list beforehand. This is just like a quick from the heart top five. If I were to if I were to rattle them off for this one, that's why I can't say Remember the Titans is number one because with the other ones that I mentioned before that and along in before and after, I got to put them right smack in the middle. Great story. Not taking anything away from the movie itself, one of the best of all time. But in my opinion, I just can't put it at one. Okay, okay. So we'll, we'll have that, to agree to disagree on that. But I got you. I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it wasn't horrible. You know, it was, it was a good way to go about it. But we do have some comments from the fans, James. There's not, there's not much, but some of you who are watching, go ahead and leave some comments here at the Medial Mayhem. We're right here. So far, we got two, but we'll go ahead and acknowledge them here at the midway point of the Medial Mayhem. <laughs> And we got some comments. Snowman's here. Hey, hey, Snowman here. My man from episode 16, Brian Snow from Snowman in the Morning with Cole Johnson. I definitely try to watch them as much as I possibly can or at least listen to them when I'm about doing stuff. Like uh, Snowman's got some great content. He has battled and been through hell and back with his uh, with the with the cancer that he had from last year. And I'm so glad that he's been here. He survived the surgery. Now he's trying to build his way back to come back from Indiana. He's on the Snow Strong Carolina mission, trying to work his way back towards Carolina, and I hope so, so he's close to home for us too. So we can do some, hopefully, some Carolina events with Snowman. I'm, I'm down to travel from Virginia to there because from where I'm at in the South Chesterfield area, like I'm not, I'm closer to the Carolina line than most of our team. So I, I'm down to go ride to go work with some Snowman if he comes back to, back to the, um, the North Carolina area. But we got that, and then we got one other comment as well. The Chosen One shows up and says, the Bulls need to trade for KD if they want a prayer in winning in a half decade. Disagreeing with what I got to say, James and I both feel this way about it. And let's go ahead and play this. This is different than that, what we felt Chosen one, what kind of vitamins are you smoking on this Monday evening? How dare you even say that about KD? He has been a cancer to now this Brooklyn Nets, in my opinion. That's why we got to go with this, too. Hell to the no, to the no, 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 Hell no, no, to the no, no. And just for this one approved time of me saying for shits and giggles, I'm going to play this one more time. Guys, what is going on in these comments? Like, I get it with with Snowman. Thank you for being here. But with uh, with 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 chosen one, I just can't get over that. That's why you had to get that. And now he's defending himself, saying, "Come on, guys, I don't even know what kind of defense that is." But chosen one, I mean, one, I'd like to see what together. his trade package looks like. I mean, because we got we're hearing reports from Brooklyn where, I mean, what teams are offering what two stars or two button star players along with two, three picks. 
and Brooklyn's still saying they want more, like if you're still here, chosen one, like throw throw your trade package in the comments. See what what's a Durant trade to Chicago look like in your eyes? Because me personally, I, I don't see it happening, man. Brooklyn wants way too much, in my opinion, for a guy who now we don't even know where he truly wants to be. We don't know what it's going to be like. If you trade for him, he's happy now. Is he going to be happy in a year or so? I mean, he's got four years left on his contract, and he's already telling Brooklyn, I want out. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. even if you do trade for him, I'm, is he going to be happy there? I mean, short term, sure. But what's the long term game with KD? I'm out, man. I, I, I can't have him. In, I can't have him in Chicago. The smartest thing the the smartest thing the Warriors said recently was that they were out on bringing him back. So, um, I mean, because Brooklyn wants too much for him in return, and it's like, what's my? Yeah, you could potentially bring them this? down. You know, even though he brought them two championships before the one that they just got, and they hadn't done anything since. I mean, they got back to the finals and lost without him that that pre, that next year after, but. That was the beginning of the no, downfall. He was there. He got, that was the year he got hurt. But I, mean, I know, but I'm saying the old. year that he went to Brooklyn, he he made it. The, they made it the next year and still lost. In 2019. No, like, no, that was the Suns. That was the Suns and the Bucks. That was 2020, though. That was I thought that was 21 because the Lakers. Who did the Lakers beat? The Lake because the Bucks won in 21. No, the Lakers beat um the Heat. Lakers beat the Heat in the um, bubble championship. Chosen one, since you know so much, why don't you help us out in the comments, like you said, with the trade proposal for one, and also with what we're talking about now, since you're such a factorian. Yeah, we had, you're, we you're had Lakers Heat. Yeah. We had Suns, Bucks, and then we just had Warriors and um, Boston. But yeah, because, you know, that's when Jimmy Buckets, you know, he was going off in the bubble, on and off the court. If okay. you know, you know. Well, apparently uh, Justin Brown shows up and apparently liked uh, some Bishop Bullwinkle. It was like, and that's basically the only thing I can really come up with when I see that. He was liking the uh, the play of that, so let's give him another seven seconds of hell no. Hell to the no, to the no, 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 no. Hell no, no, to the no, no. You know, Justin, thank you for being a part of this. And this is Justin's first time on the Inner Out Sports Debate. So thank you for being a participant and commenting here with the fans live. It looks like you're on YouTube. So thank you for being a part of this, Justin, and, uh, and commenting as well. We got another comment after that. The chosen one shows up again. It looks like this is one last comment in this middle part. Shows up with this. I can't lie. I'm curious to see. Play Nobody Cares Again. All right. Let's see this one more time. Actually commented one more time. It looks like I was checking during that little play. Look at this. Look at what he has to say. Oh, looks like I might have to. Nope, there it goes. I thought it disappeared. I can't believe Dub City doesn't want KD. I mean, I mean yeah, he did bring him, do, but not at the price that Brooklyn's asking for, man. I mean, you got to think if you're if you are Golden State, more than likely it's going to take Wiseman, either Kaminga or Moody, probably plus either a Jordan Poole. You can't give them Wiggins because of the whole rookie extension situation. Plus, they got Simmons on the roster, so you can't give them Wiggins. And then they're probably still going to want, what, at least three picks and some swaps? I mean, if you're Golden State, that just depleted your entire young core. Yeah, you still got Clay, Draymond, and stuff, but those guys are getting towards the end of their line. And if you give the future away, for KD, who's also in the same age bracket, what you gonna do then? And then again, does he want to be there long term? 
he was already there and he decided to leave. No, you're absolutely right. We do have two more comments that we'll acknowledge before we head to the next round, and that is Justin Brown saying, no one wants a crybaby in the locker room. KD doesn't want to want to play basketball. He wants to troll on Twitter of the burner, and I I agree with that. I'm 100% in on that. What do you th- think about that, James? KD is known for keeping a burner or two around, so, you know, he's going to voice his opinion. It may not always be directly from his account, but he, he's going to let it be known how he feels. I'll, I'll put it at that. Keep the comments coming, guys. I'm going to acknowledge one more, but we'll acknowledge the rest after this at the end of the show for the Mayhem Culmination. This is the last one we're going to do at the midway point of the show, and this is The Chosen One says, what if the Lakers can trade Westbrook in a three-way trade to get KD to the Lakers? I don't know how the hell they would do that. Who wants, who wants Westbrook? What are you getting from the Lakers? If KD comes, that's a plus for the Lakers because Braun going to keep him in line and Braun can lead the team to take that pressure off of Durant. But then also you got to look at it from this angle. Let's say Durant does come and it doesn't work out. Can he deal with that pressure of being in L.A. where the spotlight's on him? He's sharing it with LeBron, but it's going to be on him too. And they don't get it done. Can he live with that? Can he honestly live with that? That would be my that would be my that'd be my response to that one, man. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely it's definitely something to keep in the back of your mind, possibly for the next set of comments. It looks like he said something else, but we're gonna get to that at the next part at the mayhem culmination. So, guys, keep those comments coming throughout the rest of these next couple rounds of the episode. We have two rounds left. We're gonna go ahead and take this into round four. Round four. We like to call this segment the by the numbers segment here in round four. Here with this one, Cristiano Ronaldo is the greatest athlete to ever wear the number 28 in all of sports, of athletes in all of sports. How do you feel about this? Are you in or are you out on this, James? Out. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I know Cristiano Ronaldo, great soccer player and all, but in my opinion, when I see him, I see that number seven, man. I mean, maybe I just came along a little too late in the game in his career. When I see Ronaldo, I see him as number seven. It's just just what I see. When I see number 28, if I close my eyes and envision it, there's a guy, he's playing for a team. They got a great nickname, won a championship made it back to another where he was arguably one of the driving forces, had a great career. Now he's in the Hall of Fame. I think Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk for the greatest show on turf. Started off in Indianapolis with the Colts, got traded to the Rams, won a Super Bowl, put up great numbers, was a threat running the ball, catching it out of the backfield as well. Kind of one of those first dual threat running backs we saw in a sense. And he parlayed it into a Hall of Fame career, man. When I see 28, I see Marshall Falk. That's just me, though. You know what, man? I've got to also agree with the fact of I'm out on this, too. With that, we've unlocked another segment of this. Hell to the no, to the no, 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 no. Hell no, no. 
Dude, 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 dude. Come on now. Like you said, episode and, and this is with with this one being episode 28. He has played with the number 28, and he has been thinking about potentially moving back to the 28 at some point. That's what was that's why I picked this. Um, because he's one of the best soccer players. So I had to pick this. You know, at number seven, we would all envision him at, but he did play at number 28. With this, though, with this one, I disagree because I've got to go with a variety of different ones. You go with Marshall Falk. He got one. I, I would say he's definitely above Cristiano Ronaldo in this one. Another one that I would say with another uh, two Super Bowls would be Daryl Green, who had two Super Bowls with the Washington mm. now Commanders, but formerly known as the Washington Redskins. And I'm sorry I, like I can that. say that because like I've that. been a fan of them the whole time. So with that, Daryl Green is definitely better than Cristiano Ronaldo. Another one, even though he doesn't have any Super Bowls, but because of what he meant to the sport of the NFL, gotta say Adrian Peterson would have to be um, would be over Cristiano Ronaldo, not anywhere close to the best. Um, you know, and that's why we we can both agree on that. We would say out if somebody were to comment with Adrian Peterson and saying they're the best, we would have to say out and they would earn a hell no. So um, that would be that. But anyway, my number one here, James, and it's not as different than yours. I disagree with yours. Um, but this guy won three Super Bowls, even though I hate the team. And he is a, a very big rival of the Washington Commanders. That would be Darren Woodson, who won three Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys, would be my pick is the greatest to wear number 28 in all of sports at this current juncture in sports history. So that's why, one last time, with this scrolling banner of Cristiano Ronaldo, we got to get another... To the no, to the no, 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 no. no, no, to the no, no. So it, it never gets old, man. I love Bishop Bullwinkle. He's just a great way to cap it through the episodes. And we do have one more round to go through. With the final round, we do have a very interesting one to talk about. Let's go ahead and kick it into one more great segue in between with this. Final round. Sorry, technical difficulties with that. But this one, we have Ricky Williams' recent discussion about the introduction to drug abuse by a teammate in his rookie year speaks volumes on how the game has cleaned itself up thus far in this millennium. With all that being said, James, how do you feel about this? Are you in or are you out on this statement? Mm, I say I'm in. Yeah, I would definitely say the NFL has definitely taken a strong approach into seeing the benefits of cannabis and CBD products and how it can benefit and help their athletes. Um, we've seen where, you know, they've started to reduce the sentencing and penalties for the athletes that have been found to test positive for these substances. Um, we're starting to see it a little bit in all of sports, but in NFL specifically, where you have guys who week after week are going through these high collisions, they get banged up on and off the field pretty much, even whereas in practice as well, where they, they really see the benefit from these products and now it's starting to get to the point where the league is starting to do the research, take the time, sit back, and really observe to see how can this help our players? How can it help the game of football? Because we love to see our guys out there. We love to make sure that, you know, we can cheer them on. We also don't want to see them get hurt. And if this can actually help them recover to be able to play the game that they love to play, that we love to watch them play, I'm all for it, man. It's a win-win. And it's a lot better than probably shoving Vicodin and all that other stuff down your throat. So, you know. 
Well, you know, when it comes to this, I've I've got to agree with this with you on this as well. I'm in as well. It's definitely cleaned up because in the New York Post article that came out that he was talking about it, he was talking about the fact that when his first introduction to it was Vicodin rolled up into a blunt when the weed that he was smoking when he first got introduced into it. So there's a lot of differences between now and then. At least people are doing it safely now, and there's a lot more education behind it for people who want to practice that, whether it's CBD or the real stuff. And I think Gronkowski was a big advocate for it, and that's why if, if it didn't change the way it did, I don't think we would have seen him back here with the with the Buccaneers the past two years. So with that, that's why I'm in with this statement uh, with Ricky Williams in that New York Post article. Um, you know, Hall of Famer Ricky Williams, advocate of stuff. I definitely feel like he's been big over the past half decade with it because he's got his own business now and uh, does stuff out of hemp as well, too, that he's been talking about in other sports shows. So he's not just somebody just sitting around, just burning an old head, doing nothing to contribute back and give back to it. He's doing what he can to actually give back to it as well. So um, shout out to Ricky Williams uh, for that when it comes to that, helping those people that are still playing with those in need. Now, with that being said, we do have um, we do have complete we have completed the last two rounds of the show. We've now gone through all five rounds, and we have a few more comments to go through. So, those of you who are watching, get your last second comments out. We're going to go over them here in the mayhem culmination. Here in the Mayhem Culmination, we have a few interesting comments, guys. Uh, looks like, uh, if you remember before when we were at our midway point, the Chosen One said, what if the Lakers can trade Westbrook in a three-way trade to get KD to the Lakers? He mm -hmm. follows that up with draft picks, too, guys. Come on. Well, what draft I mean, picks? Of course. The Lakers got the first rounder in, what, 27, 29? I mean, but does Brooklyn want those? I mean, the kid's like 13 doing homework right now. I'm pretty sure they want something like kind of like now-ish. I know you said maybe a three-team trade, but like what else are they getting, man? Yeah, and see, with that, I would need to be able to dig up some more facts because I just kind of randomly threw that out there. I would need to know what they're working with, what potential teams that could be that third team to make those moving pieces to make that happen. But that was just the only thing that I could think of in the hot moment for that. But after that, we do have the chosen one coming back with this. Who is Ronaldo? What do you mean, man? You have Google. Look it up. Look it up, dude. Christian I mean, Ronaldo, soccer player. Those are basics for you. Like he said, the rest, you can research yeah. it, my guy. Yeah, you, you look it up. I mean, we'll, we'll do something else. I will give you 20 seconds of this to where you can look at who this is, the name. This is what you need to Google right here, uh, Chosen One. When you ask, who is Ronaldo? This is Ronaldo right here. So this is the guy you need to Google to find out why he was in this statement for the By the Number segment. With that being said, we do have a couple more comments to get through, James. And with that, with the mayhem culmination, let's see what else we got. The chosen one again. AP all day. Adrian Peterson is the GOAT. Well, you know, maybe he's one of the best running backs of all time in NFL. But when it comes to the best at number 28, James and I both agreed, and we said it when we were talking about it. You get this. Hell to the no, to the no, 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 no. Hell no, no, to the no, no. He is not the best to ever wear 28. We agreed on that wholeheartedly, both James and I did. But the next comment, 
Legacy Maker says, and I bet this was Darrell probably. If I was wrong, please correct us. Says Drew and James, excited for us here with episode 28. We're at the 40-minute mark here at the end of episode 28. The little love from the home team. One. Say that again. little love from the home team. little love from the home team. Thank you, guys. We had Double Debate Monday, Double Legacy Maker Member Monday with Lamont here with episode 27, and now you here with episode 28. So got to give love to you guys for being here. The next comment we have, the chosen one says, Ricky should be more of an advocate for THC than he already is. Doesn't contribute enough. That's like the exact opposite of what I just said in my statement. James, I mean, how do you feel about know. this? He may not know. I mean, it is an emerging industry. Um, hopefully now this has sparked him to go back and look at it. Um, maybe he's heard more of what other guys are doing. Like I know Calvin Johnson also has a pro has a company that he's working with that kind of revolves around the same thing. Um, CBD products. I believe LeGarrette Blunt also has something. He was also on one of the episodes, I believe, of One on One with Darrell. Go back, check that episode out if you want to as well. Um, but yeah, there's other guys that are getting involved with this. You know, maybe they'll all collab together at one point as well. But yeah, I mean, it's an emerging industry. Guys are out here, they're putting in the work, they're putting in the resources. Hopefully, we'll start to see results from it. Maybe even a partnership with the NFL. I mean, they got a hand in everything else. We could see an official cannabis product at the NFL eventually, maybe. I wouldn't weigh it out for the 2030s, potentially seeing that 10 years from now. I don't know about – I can't really guarantee the next five, but with the way everything's going state by state, the way things are changing, I, I wouldn't doubt it. You know, Speaking of uh, another state, it looks like Chosen One has resurfaced again. Blount and Bell getting pulled over was epic to Steelers country. Yeah, there was uh, – I mean, it was – not, I wouldn't really say epic. It was detrimental to Steelers country because that was the beginning of the end of Le'Veon Bell. And LeGarrette Blunt was traded shortly after that back to the Patriots and got a Super Bowl after that. Then got another one with the Eagles after that, if you remember correctly. So, And he had had one before that with the Patriots. So that was the beginning of him getting two more Super Bowls, if, you, if, I, if I remember that right. I think I'm right with that. Maybe he just doesn't like the Steelers. I mean, I don't, I don't, know. I don't, know, I don't know how to take this one. I don't either. Uh, chosen one, give us a comment at some point with uh, who your favorite football team is, if you don't mind. With that, though, we have gone through all of the current comments for the Mayhem Culmination. We will go ahead and segue into our final part of this show, which will be the final words. So with that, we take that here to the final word. <laughs> And I will first hand this on over to James for his uh, first set of final word. And let's see what you, you know, everything that we discussed in these five topics, or just anything in sports in general, you know, from this, from being here with episode 19, go ahead and get it off your chest, man. What do you got to say here at the very end of episode 28? Final word, I would say, I'm going to take it back to the NFL with quarterback contracts. I mean, we're starting to see where quarterbacks, are getting a lot of money. Um, we just saw where Kyler Murray recently signed his deal. I believe it's, what, $230 million over five years. Um, he's guaranteed $160 million, averaged out to about $46.1 million a year. I mean, that's great. I'm all for the guys getting paid. But at some point, one of these players and one of these teams are going to come together and realize, as a quarterback, if I'm taking all the money – how much is left to put resources and players around me? 
we're starting to see where a lot of these guys are getting this money just because they're the next guy up in line to be paid. And again, I'm not for them. I'm not against them getting their money, but at the same time, we're not always seeing the winning coming behind it. I mean, the last time we saw Kyler Murray, he was not at his best. He might've been hurt, but if you go back and you watch that playoff game where the Cardinals got demolished by the Rams, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't a good look. And then you got to look at the message it sends too. You just took a walloping like that and we're going to reward you with it with being the second highest paid quarterback in the league. I mean, I don't, I don't see the correlation. Is it, is it about getting paid or is it about winning? I just need that clarified. Maybe it's about getting paid. I don't see how it's lining up here. Maybe some, maybe one of these guys will figure it out. Maybe they'll be able to put it together. But I mean, at this point, if you look at it, if Kyler Murray is getting forty-six point one million a year, he hasn't been a league MVP. I believe this is his first time making the playoffs this year. He had a stinker of a game in the playoffs. Him and his coach, they have a lot to prove this upcoming season. I hope they do well, and I hope Kyler stays healthy. I want to see him healthy for a whole season. I don't think he's been healthy a whole year since his rookie year. I hope he's able to do it again this year because he is special. He is unique. I hope it translates into winning. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll start to see a lot more of these guys sign these big deals. Also bring home some hardware. So, you know, that that's my final word for the week. It's definitely a great one, man. I'm glad you brought that to the table. And I'm going to take mine into a little bit different uh, with Major League Baseball. Uh, this hot topic that's been here about the past couple of weeks with Juan Soto and the trade uh, potential with uh, Washington Nationals because he turned down that 15-year contract extension. Uh, you know, a lot of people are saying New York Yankees are – or top on the list to go, or, or the New York Mets. Joe Diller was talking about that in, in a previous episode when he was here last week. I would have to disagree if I were to say his best bet of place to go and who has the, the best assets to offer for him. I've got to say the St. Louis Cardinals, who want to make a run at giving Albert Pujols one last run at a ring before they before he retires. I mean, this could be his swan song. He, he's had a great year so far can, when you compare the numbers he's had of the past few years. So for Albert Pujols to be back with the Cardinals, they could be making some splash trades here towards the end of this month. They've got one more week left to do this thing, and they could bring in somebody like Juan Soto. I don't know. It just it depends on, on what the Nationals will get for him because they still have two years left on his contract. You know, they were just trying to renew it soon, but now that he's declined it, they're trying to get what they can for them. And the longer they wait, the less they're going to get for them. So they need to go ahead and make this move now before the end of this month and before the end of this season, if they want to capitalize on what they can get market value for Juan Soto. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely say in any trade scenario, when you've got the superstar player, if you're looking to move them, you probably are better off, you know, seeing what's out there, testing the market. If it's a great deal, I say pull the trigger, man, because there's no guarantee you're going to get anything better. And then also, I mean, the other part of sports that we hate, guys do get injured. Guys do get hurt. So, you know, if he really wants to move on and you've got a great package on the table, I say pull the trigger. Yeah, speaking of that, speaking of pulling the trigger, James, I kind of want to uh, acknowledge a few comments that we had during the final word and go ahead and give the, Is it chosen give, one? Give the, give, chosen one does have a couple, but Justin Brown commented again, it looks like. Chosen one gives us props. It's a great show, guys. Thank you, chosen one. We appreciate that. He then comes back with, that was another fun episode. So thank you for that. I do the best I can to get some interaction with my guys and, and for the ladies who's been here so far and the other ones in the future. Appreciate it. 
Uh, chosen one gets, he, I guess he's back with what you were saying about the cards got destroyed by the Rams. That we can be- definitely throw that in there. And then our last one here, Justin Brown says Arizona is still trying to make up for drafting Josh Rosen. They already messed up once. I mean, I could see that. I mean, they definitely messed up by taking Rosen, but that mess up allowed them to be in the position to get Kyle in the first place. So maybe they're just trying to do the best they can to keep him there. Again, I'm not against guys getting paid, but is this going to translate to winning? That's my only thing. Because are, are you just trying to take up all the money or are you trying to win? That would be my question. The sad part about it when it comes to the name and the two words, Josh Rosen, this is what pops up. I, mean, I will say, though, as bad as Rosen's been, somehow he keeps finding a job. Like, he just signed with Cleveland, apparently. So, he, he's working, at least. He's a working man. I, I can't knock him for that. He finds a job. It's like the modern Fitzpatrick without the Fitz magic. Hasn't had the magic yet. But maybe with all these different stops, maybe he'll plug in somewhere and, he's like and a have, have some highlight games brother. to show why he was picked number one at first. What'd maybe, say? man. But I'd say he's like a modern, modern Detmer brother always around the league somehow, definitely a backup. And you're just like, how is he still around? Like he must be showing something in practice. Yeah, it's definitely true. I mean, we've we've definitely seen some crazy things within the world of the NFL and um, some moves that have definitely shook up the league over the past few years. Um, we've had an awesome, awesome show here for episode 28. Thank you again, James, for coming on and coming back. You know, nine episodes after you were last here. We've had a lot of episodes since you were last here. This has been a steamrolling event. Uh, we've got two more episodes tomorrow for Double Debate Tuesday, followed by the special editions for next week. Give myself a little bit of a break next week before we come back the following week. But I'm not going to announce those episodes yet. I'm going to announce those during the special edition episodes next week. So you will have to watch those, see your little highlight reel from what we talked about in that volume four but also see the other ones as well as the special announcements that are coming forward in the weeks ahead. So thank you, James, for being a part of this. Thank you all for your fans, for you who've been watching this and commenting throughout, keeping this entertaining for us. Thank you for watching episode 28. We only have one more thing left to do, James, and you know what that is. It's time for one more badass outro. Take care, everybody. Be safe out here in these streets. For my man, James Brown, I'm Drew Willingham. We're out of here.